0: Welcome to the Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Wave after wave of studies, papers, articles, and hypotheses exploring the links between mental and physical fitness are emerging from labs and universities all over the world. And all this research will hopefully give us even more motivation to go get fit. You've probably heard, as I have, a lot of people say something along the lines of your brain is like a muscle. Well, that comparison certainly supports the brain training industry, and by that I mean school, and also keeps millions of youth around the world sitting at desks, doing math problems, writing essays, and dissecting unsuspecting amphibians. But is that statement true? Well... Interestingly, the brain as a muscle comparison isn't all that accurate. I mean, if you want to build your glutes, well, you have to flex your glutes. But when it comes to your brain, a more coincidental approach is actually more accurate. Getting busy working your glutes will also directly benefit your gray matter. And yes, I am saying that exercising your butt will make you smarter. Exercise affects the brain in many ways. It increases your heart rate, which pumps more oxygen to the brain. It aids the release of hormones, which provide an excellent environment for the growth of brain cells. Exercise also promotes brain plasticity by stimulating growth of new connections between cells in many important cortical areas of the brain. Research from UCLA even demonstrated that exercise increased growth factors in the brain, which makes it easier for the brain to grow new neuronal connections. For a more feel-good perspective, the same antidepressant-like effects associated with the runner's high have been correlated with a drop in stress hormones. And a study from Stockholm showed that the antidepressant effect of running was also associated with more cell growth in the hippocampus, which is an area of the brain that's responsible for learning and memory. The study actually went as far as to say, and I quote, Suppression of cell proliferation in the hippocampus could constitute one of the mechanisms that underlie depression, and physical activity might be an efficient antidepressant. Scientists are continuing to show that everything from the runner's high to the yoga's tranquility can have profound effects on your brain, and here are just a few examples. Number one, exercise boosts memory. The part of the brain that responds strongly to aerobic exercise is called the hippocampus. Since the hippocampus is at the core of the brain's learning and memory systems, this finding partly explains the memory-boosting effects of improved cardiovascular fitness. Number two, exercise increases concentration. Exercise can actually help you focus and stay on task longer. During a study in Holland, they interspersed lectures with a 20-minute-long aerobic-style workout and found that it improved the attention span of the students. Then a large randomized control trial in the U.S. looked at the effects of daily sport classes which spanned the entire school year. The students, well, got fitter, but they also became better at multitasking, ignoring distractions, and processing complex information. And number three, exercise improves mental health. We've all heard or experienced that runner's high, you know, that feeling of happiness and clarity that often follows exercise. Well, it is real. It has even been observed in mice, and evidence points to a pleasurable and pain-killing firing of the endocannabinoid system, which is also known as the psychoactive receptor for cannabis. Science is also increasingly backing the yogi's claim of the relaxation response. A 2010 study titled Stress Reduction Correlates with Structural Changes in the Amygdala put participants through eight weeks of daily yoga and meditation practice. And the study concluded, and I quote, "...participants reported significantly reduced perceived stress." Reductions in perceived stress correlated positively with decreases in right basolateral amygdala gray matter density. Another study showing exercise as a way to overcome depression is the 2013 meta-analysis which reported that exercise, aerobic and heavy lifting, was moderately effective in treating depressive symptoms. One particular note is that the researchers stated that exercise seemed as effective as antidepressant drugs and psychological treatments. And number four is exercise enhances creativity. Creative types throughout the ages have claimed that walking aided their creative process, and lately psychologists gave it empirical support. A 2014 paper titled, Give Your Ideas Some Legs, The Positive Effect of Walking on Creative Thinking, showed that walking, either on a treadmill or around Stanford's leafy campus, boosted creative thinking. Interestingly, it didn't help convergent thinking, which is generally defined as the ability to give the correct answer to standard questions that don't require significant creativity. And number five, Exercise slows cognitive decline. Now to get this benefit, workouts don't even need to be extreme. Once again, 30 to 45 minutes of brisk walking three times a week can help fend off the mental wear and tear and delay the onset of dementia. Once again, walking for the win. But if walking isn't your jam, then twice weekly sessions of weightlifting can have a visible neurological impact. Or how about some dancing? Studies show that dancing may also be restorative. Just one hour of dance per week for six months boosted elderly individuals' cognitive well-being. Number six, exercise improves circulation. Because exercise usually increases the heart rate, It helps deliver more oxygen and more glucose to the brain, which stimulates the brain's synapses by preserving the number of acetylcholine receptors found at the junction of muscle and nerve. This is observed in the fact that active people actually have more receptors in their brain than inactive people do. Now, on to number seven, which is exercise aids learning and memory. Even moderate physical exercise, such as our old friend walking, can boost memory functions, learning, and the ability for abstract reasoning. It's not completely understood how this works, but improved oxygenation and nutrition for the brain are likely the major factors. Number eight is exercise builds more brain cells. Now, up until 1999, the brain was thought to be complete at birth and not capable of actually growing new brain cells. But a Salk Institute study showed that the adult human brain is capable of producing new cells, which is called neurogenesis. Although we don't understand how, the one thing that is sure is that physical exercise helps build brains. The theory is that exercise stimulates the production of a very aptly named brain protein known as Noggin, and this protein initiates the production of neurogenesis and stem cells. And number nine, exercise prevents disease. According to the National Institute of Health, being physically active may help to delay or even prevent the decline of cognitive function associated with age. People who stay seated are twice as likely as people who bust a move to develop diseases such as Alzheimer's. Now, as the saying goes, you know something is legit when mainstream media gets in on the action. Well, earlier in 2017, CNN published an article called Three Ways Exercise Benefits Your Brain, and in that article, they highlighted these three beneficial factors of exercise. Number one, it boosts your mental fitness. Number two, it banishes stress for good. And number three, you age with grace. Now, let's look at what they said about each one of those. In the article, they laid out the boost your mental fitness like this. There are about 86 billion neurons in your head, all designed to give orders to the rest of your body with the help of chemical messengers called neurotransmitters. These neurotransmitters regulate everything in the body, from mood to sleep to memory and even hunger. Studies show that low levels of these two neurotransmitters in particular, called glutamate and gamma-aminobutyric acid, known as GABA, often lead to depression. But according to a study in the Journal of Neuroscience, moderate exercise can increase levels of both of those, which can result in increased resilience and a capacity to respond to mental challenges. All of this is directly connected to a concept known as mental fitness, which sounds pretty darn good to me. In terms of banishing stress for good, the CNN article said that when you're stressed out, your brain secretes the fight-or-flight stress hormone known as cortisol. And cortisol is very helpful if you're getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger and need to run for the hills, but if you're sitting quietly at your desk with no tigers in sight and your cortisol levels are still elevated, well, it can cause problems like heart disease, diabetes, and hypertension. The solution for this appears to be hitting the track, or pumping some iron, or punching the heck out of a heavy bag. All of these activities are thought as something called controlled stress, which actually sharpens your brain's stress response, helping you turn stress off and on at more appropriate times. And finally, CNN addressed the aging with grace factor by pointing out that older adults who exercise actually have larger brain volumes than those who don't, according to a 2006 University of Illinois study. In that study, sedentary volunteers aged 60 through 79 participated in a six-month exercise program that met three times each week. Half of the volunteers did aerobic exercises such as walking, again with the walking, and the other half did stretching and toning exercises. At the conclusion of the study, the aerobic exercise group showed greater increases in brain volume when compared to the participants who did the toning and stretching exercises. And the icing on the cake here? Well, the hippocampus, which is associated with memory and learning, which usually shrinks with age, is larger in people who are getting down with their bad selves. This is unlikely to actually make you smarter, but it will certainly help you, well, Remember the important stuff. And if you've ever watched an aging loved one start to forget more and more of their former life and their family, well, you'll know that this is an excellent reason to get fit, starting right now. So how does this work? Well, researchers are still working on the why and the how and are trying to determine the critical factors that make exercise so good for the brain But the focus seems to be on increased blood flow to the brain, surges in growth hormones, and massive expansion of the brain's network of blood vessels. Neuroscientists have known since that study in 1999 that brain-derived neurotropic factor, or BDNF, is released during aerobic exercise, and that stimulates neurogenesis, the growth of new neurons. But more recently, scientists have honed in on an exercise activated hormone called irisin. And I gotta say, if you need one more reason to go get fit, you can add irisin to your list. In 2012, scientists discovered that irisin has the ability to help maintain healthy body weight, improve cognition, and slow the aging process. Now, that is a trifecta that I can totally get on board with. So, after listing all of these factors, we can see that the cognitive benefits are nearly as impressive as the physical benefits of exercise. This also reminds us that our brains and our bodies do not operate in isolation, independent of each other. What you do with your body and what we put in our body benefits, or harms your mental faculties as much as it adds or subtracts girth from your biceps or your ability to run a 10-minute mile. Being sedentary all day, every day, is as dangerous for your waistline as it is for your mind. So, don't wait. Find an activity and do it. Or, as we learned again and again today, just go for a walk. For more information on the brain and tips on how to get your mind and body fit, or to just join in the smarty pants conversations, head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy or twitter.com slash getfitguy, or just head over to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 353. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get that brain fit.